Guess what? It's time for with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello and welcome to Making Cafe, baby. The podcast where two writers rebook some of pro wrestling's most glaring missed opportunities. And good God, do we have one hell of a missed opportunity today. Might be the biggest missed opportunity of 2021. I mean... It's got a lot of competition because WWE have been pretty adamant on self-destruction this year, but this one might just take the cake. I'm talking about Adam Cole. We're going to be fantasy booking him on the main roster today. But hey, my name is Bryce, baby, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Dylan, baby. And let's just see how that that rascal's getting on. Hey, Dylan, how are you? Hi, uh, I'm good. I'm a baby, apparently, which is, I didn't... um... You're a baby. Wow, is that different from being a baby? But it's B A Y B A B A Y, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Cool. He's not he's not just doing Andy Adam Cole when he does his fucking thing, he's just referring to a baby. Yeah. He's just like he's just like, I'm Adam Cole and also baby. <laughs> saying a shout out to all the babies. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he lo- lo- loves babies, yeah. Yeah, but not in a weird way. No, just just like in, a, in a wholesome way. Yeah. yeah he babies just, are cute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Adam Cole. Um, We're not insinuating anything about Adam Cole, okay? That's, not, that's, not at all. We, we like he's a great wrestler. We do. Yes. I, I love Adam Cole. Yeah. Well, with him, like, I mean, literally, where do you fucking start? Because like, I, I feel like this show has almost like developed a reputation of being almost like anti WWE, but <laughs> we never, we never tried to steer into that. But like, how can you not question their logic with this one? I mean, yeah. you've got this fellow Adam Cole who is an incredible in-ring performer who you've basically pushed harder than anyone else in NXT for years, who Mm. can cut promos, who gets the fans invested, who relatively young and who's proven time and time again that he's a A plus all-round professional wrestler and it's like it's it's like they did almost everything they could to not capitalize on that. Uh, Well I mean he was a big big player in NXT you know they did a good job of that and so, you, so, as, so many other people that you don't as, keep late exactly. last week, right? That's what I'm going to say. Like, as you know, there is a big disparity in the WWE between being a big deal in NXT and being brought up to the main roster, right? So mm-hmm. we all know that that usually ends badly. I mean, the, the good news we can say here is at least we didn't even get the chance to see it go badly for True. Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Like, he still had... Like, when you look at it, his WWE run is pretty untarnished you know he did it perfectly in NXT and then he got out I feel like I I feel like that could have been part of the drive for for Adam Cole he had a great NXT run mm. he can go out on top and then also he can go to because you know AEW made a they must have made a really good play for him to come over there he, sure. he he's gonna get paid off to go there but he's also gonna hang out with like a lot of his legitimate like friends that he he you know Sure. Uh, came up in uh-huh. the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. Like he started hanging out with them before he even got to WWE. So I reckon that was a big um, part of part of him, like not 
re-signing, you know? Well, I do I do agree, but also if I'm WWE, I'm throwing just everything at keeping Adam Cole. I mean, they could easily have this guy stealing the show on Raw SmackDown right now, but yeah. they kind of made it impossible for him, um, which we'll go into in a bit. And like now, as you say, he's rocking and rolling with AEW. Um, and like he's, he's going to be a big part of AEW's success, I think, just because he is a proper all-rounder and... I don't know, I just, um, I mean, you probably know what we're talking about with the whole fucking, what they're going to do with Adam Cole in the main roster, but I just cannot make any yeah. sense of what they were thinking here. When you've got a guy who is a legitimate superstar and could be top of the card, WrestleMania caliber, you know, and just, no, nah, they, they want to do something stupid with him <laughs> and basically force him away, right? Well, yeah, like that's the thing. Now, I want to make it clear, though, that those were, because we, we didn't see Adam Cole on... It, we didn't see Adam Cole in the main roster, so like that kind of stuff that we heard is it is all rumors. However, it does sound like the kind of shit that the WWE would do, doesn't it? You can see it happening. Yeah, it's yeah. very believable. Yeah, it's like it's still rumors. Like it's not confirmed or anything, but also it does seem like the kind of thing that they would would do. You know, which is why like that rumor got you know it went everywhere because we were like, yep, I can see that. Yeah, it's yeah. very believable, exactly. It but, is, so, I, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover that, I imagine. Oh, you'll we'll definitely cover now, don't worry. And, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, t- today, like, the plan is to rebook Adam Cole in the main roster, and, like, I won't lie, I had a pretty easy time doing this because with a guy as talented as this, you can't screw up. You just can't, so. Yeah, um, well, and, again, don't give the WWE that challenge. Well, yeah, that's it. They'll, they'll, they'll prove us wrong every time, man, but, I mean... <laughs> How about, how about before we get into the rebooking and the catch-up, how about we check in with our listeners and see what they think about Adam Cole, um, which I'm sure will be kind of all butterflies and rainbows with lots of praise for Vince McMahon and how his company runs things. What do you say? I like it. I hope hopefully they, they talk about how much Vince McMahon loves eggs. <laughs> Specifically Cleopatra-era eggs. I mean, it was a nice egg, though. I mean, as far as eggs go. Beautiful, I mean, exactly. Beautiful egg, yeah. you know. If you're winning, if there's egg beauty contest, I mean that that would be there, right? Oh yeah, it would, it would totally totally be up there. But let's let's see what the the people have to say. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So as you know, folks, every week we go to our Twitter and Instagram and we ask our listeners, "What do you think about this week's rebooking?" And boy, did they tell us. So let's have a look and see who we got here. So we've got. Jalal Ali, who guessed it right this week, well done, dude. Um, he says, I mean, maybe it's just me, but he looks like he's having a lot of fun in AEW. Saying that, he's just such a great talent. Seriously can't believe WWE couldn't think of any storylines that didn't involve him being a manager or cutting his hair. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah, spot on. Don't forget one to change his name as well, because that was one of the things they apparently wanted to do, right? So Did they wanted we- to change his name, cut his hair, and be Keith Lee's manager. Yeah, I see. I heard that. I'm like, I don't. That doesn't make any sense. You yeah. know, I didn't even. I didn't even. Whenever I was rebooking Keith Lee, I didn't even think about bringing Adam Cole into the situation. Uh, uh. But uh, but do you know what they would have changed his name to? No, I don't know. What would have been? I don't know. Like, what would what would be a really bland? Because you know, they always come up with like really bland, like, you know. I mean, I've got some. I've, I've got some suggestions uh, later on in the rebooking, actually. So, okay. um, you know, like, we'll, we'll, can I, can I, <laughs> no spoilers, but you know, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Okay, well, I do agree with that comment in that he does seem like he's having loads of fun in AEW. You know what I mean? Like, and why not, wouldn't he be? Not that he wasn't having fun in the NXT, but you can just tell like he's having a great time with his friends. You know, and really, to get paid loads of money to just hang out with your friends—that's what we all want as a job, right? 
it'd also be like a main focus of a main show as well, you know, and just he's oh, going to yeah, get Bobby Fisher's there now, probably Kyle Riley's going there, right? Seems so, like it, doesn't it? Yeah, so mm-hmm. the Undisputed Era is going to be there anyway, so he's getting the best of both worlds, if anything. He gets his buddies from NXT, gets his buddies in AEW, and he's going to be one of the main features on AEW TV. Yeah, not bad, man, not bad, is it? Not bad indeed, he's got a good, a good deal there, but Wrestling With Fiction Podcast at Corner of the Cooper, go check them out, bloody great podcast says one of my favorite wrestlers working today his promos come off as so genuine as if he believes everything he says he carries himself like a main eventer regardless of what position he is in without question could have been a main eventer in wwe despite their size preference Mm. and that right there is a a big kind of um uh reason i guess as to why maybe they weren't wanting to give him a lot of money because he's he's five six five seven something like that but WWE have taken chances on your Rey Mysterios and your Daniel Bryans and um, you know a few, right. a few others, but because I was thinking about yeah. this too, uh, how I've heard again, I've heard that rumor where they're like, oh, they didn't like him because he was too small, and I'm like, how big's Finn Balor? Like, yeah, you, I, you put Finn Balor and Adam Cole beside each other, not that much of a difference, and Finn Balor is doing pretty well on that show, and you know that Adam Cole has the same amount mm. of charisma and and wrestling talent and stuff, like he, you know, I. I, I could see him getting getting along there. I think, it, well, like, but again, like we've said a billion times, we don't know what the fuck was on in the WWE. Like, yeah. they're so ass backwards. Some days they like the small guys, some days they hate the small guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, we were um, talking about how they love big guys, but yet they fucking let go of Keith Lee, who's one of the best big guys. It's Carrying Cross, you know? Yes! It's impossible <laughs> to know, like, every Ross week. Roman. Well, yeah, it changes they every week. They don't have a clue what they're doing, dude. They no. don't know what they're doing. Which is perfect for us. Which is perfect for us, yeah. It's great great for this podcast, for sure. Let's see who else we got here. we got CJ Palmasano! Hey. CJ says, Can't wait to hear how you guys would book Adam Cole versus Michael Cole, father versus son. Which I believe was a kayfabe symbol at one point, right? Yeah. That was you, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that came up, yeah. I don't remember yeah. how I resolved it. Well, I mean, Michael Cole is in the storyline at some point, so I mean, again, ah. no spoilers, but I mean, he's got he's got something to do with it, so um, we'll see kind of uh, we'll see kind of where that goes. But yeah, that that was the comments from the listeners, folks. Thanks also to the Scottish nerd and Thomas Batter uh, on Instagram for leaving comments on on Adam Cole, and um, yeah, just um, I think the kind of uh, the consensus is pretty much the same. You know, Adam Cole, great wrestler, great performer. What the fuck were WWE thinking, right? Yep, pretty much. So, That's this whole season, though, isn't it? That's basically, yeah, it's, it's a good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> Certainly last week, anyway. But anyway, so thanks for listening. Uh, Freud, fa- thanks for listening. That's the show, <laughs> See <guys>. you later. <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks for leaving your comments, folks. If you want to get yourself right out in the show or get a shout out in the show even, then you can just have a look at our Twitter page and Instagram page on Wednesday nights and uh, you'll see kind of um, the place to leave your comments there every time we're going to announce an episode. So thanks again to everyone who left the comment and let's just go into a bit of a catch-up, should we? Let's do it. We've already talked a lot about Adam Cole, um, very much the the zeitgeist of the last few months of wrestling, and uh, uh, as we recorded in 2021, you know, because I think everyone's just in complete marvel of how things turned out with him. Uh, brief history on Adam Cole before we jump into the scenario surrounding his release. So he's won numerous championships all over wrestling, including championships in NXT, Ring of Honor, Combat Zone Wrestling, PWG. 
He was a member of the famous Bullet Club faction from 2016 to 2017. He was the leader of top NXT faction, the Undisputed Era, from 2017 to 2021. And it's had numerous awards from publications like the Wrestling Observer Newsletter and Pro Wrestling Illustrated. There ain't much bias here just because we're doing an episode on him, but you know, you'll be pretty hard-pressed to find many people who don't believe he's one of the greatest all-round wrestlers of the modern era. Dude has all the talent in the world, as we've already discussed, and in my opinion, the decision to not steer it into a main roster push for him will come back to haunt WWE at some point. And the situation around his release and eventual move to AEW is a bizarre one. So on August 2nd, 2021, Raj Giri of Wrestling Inc. reported that though WWE believed Adam Cole's contract was due to expire in December, it actually expired in late July. Uh, they basically, yeah, they found out after the fact, after the damn thing it expired. And that's just the start of how cookie this shit gets. Anyway, Adam Cole... By all accounts, a stand-up dude, he agreed to sign a brief contract extension with WWE because he was it was currently in a feud, a big, a huge kind of blood feud on the NXT brand with Kyle O'Reilly, and that feud was set to culminate at Takeover 36 on the 22nd of August. So Cole signed on until then, and it's just fucking mad to me that if he wanted to, Adam Cole could have totally walked away without ending that feud, and WWE would have looked just even more like Muppets for letting that happen. He could have literally went from shooting with Kyle O'Reilly one week to walking on to AEW the next night. That is how it could have been. Mm, yeah. Absolutely bizarre. But anyway, so in the lead up to TakeOver 36, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful reported that a meeting took place between Adam Cole and WWE Chairman Vince McMahon himself. That, that in itself is a rare scenario. You won't hear of many NXT talents meeting one-on-one with McMahon. So WWE clearly knew of Cole's potential. And apparently higher-ups in WWE heard that the meeting went well and McMahon seemed to have taken a liking to Cole on a personal level. And Vince McMahon apparently liked Adam Cole so much that he set the wheels in motion for creative plans to be put in place for him for a main roster run. And boy, were creative plans put in place. Boy, howdy, they sure were. (laughs) Goodness me. On the September 9th Wrestling Observer Radio... Um, after Cole left WWE, by the way, Dave Meltzer reported on WWE's apparent main roster ideas for Adam Cole. So, first off, apparently, this is all apparently, WWE planned on pairing Adam Cole up with last week's Making Kayfabe rebooking, Keith Lee, which, in itself, not the worst idea in the world. You know, a lot of people could get behind two super talented dudes being paired together, right? Yeah. Like, but, yeah. It's a, it's a random one, but it could work, you know? But... Yeah, it's not going to be a tag team pairing, basically, or a faction or anything like that. Cole was going to be Keith Lee's manager, uh, much like Leo Rush was to Bobby Lashley's manager, i.e. a non-wrestling role for one of the most talented American professional wrestlers of 2021. And that's, that's fucking bizarre. But wait, there's more. WWE also wanted to cut Adam Cole's long black hair and change his name too, apparently, because it was too close to Michael Cole the SmackDown lead announcer. So, you know, change the name and look of a guy they've been pushing relentlessly in NXT for four years, the guy who held their heavyweight championship for 403 days. Fans wouldn't notice anything, right? Yeah, uh, nobody would yeah. know. Nobody would, nobody, nobody would know a thing. Who's this guy? Who's this strange um, Cadam Soul coming into the WWE main roster, right? That's the name we're going to go with? Well, I just, that was just on the fly. <laughs> oh, wow, well, very good. <laughs> Cadam Soul, I don't know. Um, but yeah, again, going back to my previous point, 
let, let's also not have him wrestle. No, let's just keep him away from the ring completely and not have him wrestle. And the idea apparently came from Bruce Pritchard, um, mm. WWE senior, <laughs> WWE senior vice president. Dylan just, uh, you know, shocked to hear that. I think. Yeah, um, what a surprise! A stupid booking idea came from Bruce Pritchard. Get out of town. Unreal. Get out of town. Yeah. Exactly. Like his his podcast, like something to wrestle with, gets way more downloads than making kayfabe. So the guy That's is clearly something a marketing genius, right? This is absolutely bullshit. We are better bookers than he is, and yeah. he has a job where he's a booker and he, and he, he books shit. A, yes and he sucks at booking and he has a podcast which he sucks at and he yet that's more successful than ours as well i don't want to sound like i'm bitter but also fuck <laughs> that guy pretty, pretty if you, pritchard if you're listening to this right <laughs> you too conrad yeah fuck you too <laughs> we'll fight you both the tag team match me and bryce versus you guys right right Next fucking next YouTube video is going to be making kayfabe shoot hard on Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we'll hear what they have to say about it. Probably, Probably something really stupid. Cause... Yeah, or, or, or something really stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But believe it or not, though, Adam Cole, not completely sold on the idea of becoming a manager, cutting his hair and changing his name. So takeover 36 rolls around on August 22nd. He'd lost in a two out of three falls match to Kyle O'Reilly. And then appeared at AEW All Out on September 5th, confirming his signing with the organisation just two weeks later. And as of the current day, he's doing exceptionally well in AEW and he's already been involved in excellent matches with the Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, Dark Order, of whom member John Silver wasted no time in taking the piss out of WWE's apparent booking suggestions for Adam Cole, uh, facetiously claiming that he'd allow Cole to be his manager if he cuts his hair and changes his name to Budge. So, yeah, Budge. it's not just Budge, yeah. I, I, I never got that, but Budge, yeah. That's <laughs> meant to be his name. <laughs> So it ain't just this podcast ridiculing the idea, you know, basically the entire wrestling community is. And just, um, yeah, just baffling me. I mean, once again, WWE have got a ready-made superstar handed to them on a fucking golden platter and they've turned their nose up at it in favour of a shit salad instead. I mean, we just covered something exactly like this last week with Keith Lee. The time between Adam Cole leaving WWE and Keith Lee, Keith Lee leaving WWE is just over a month. So uh, one month Adam Cole and Keith Lee are there, one month they're not, basically. And we've basically, I mean, you and I have had to squeeze both of them into season five because they're just simply two fucking glaring missed opportunities. But yeah, t- today we're focusing on, focusing on Adam Cole, who could have been something huge for WWE, but wasn't which in my opinion is down to wwe's incompetence and i don't know man i i, I don't know what more can be said about the situation have you got anything to add yeah we want to hear a good name for the wwe would call adam cole yeah yeah what are you ready uh-huh. you, you sitting down yes i'm sitting down because you can't call him adam cole because it'd be too much like michael cole right yeah donovan spinkter that's a great name doesn't that sound like a WWE name? Donovan Spinkter, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, because that's the kind of shit. Like, it's no, they never have cool names anymore. It's always like, you know, he looks like a Cranberries or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I could so see like, that. They're like, here comes Donovan Spinkter, and then you know, he's his haircut, and he comes out in a suit and tie. Hey, and he walks down to the ring, Donovan Spinkter, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, right no, 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 no. He oh, said I'm, he I'm, did. They did the baby bit in NXT. You can't do that. He That's comes right. down to the ring on roller skates. Roller skates, yeah. Yes. But he doesn't okay. know how to roller skate. 
how do you get into the ring with roller skates? He has to figure that out himself. Is there a ramp? There like, will not be a ramp. Oh, there's not yeah, a ramp. We're not putting a ramp. But gee, what? He's going to be the only one that uses a ramp? I don't think so. Well, the fucking no, entrance he ramp. Can, he, not can the ramp get, anyway. he can get into the ring the same yeah. way regular people do who don't have roller skates on. All right. And um, what else would he? Instead of baby, what would what would he say instead? Because yes, can't can't. It just doesn't say anything. He's a manager that doesn't say anything. <laughs> Right, he's a manager that only communicates sign language. What about Adam Cole? Maybe instead of baby. It's yeah. not actually Adam Cole. It's maybe Adam Cole, but you it's mean, not. It's Donovan Spinkter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Donovan Spinkter. Maybe, maybe. Mm. I'm gonna have to stop you there because you're 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 trespassing on my rebooking here because I, I I have actually named him Donovan Spinkter and had him come down at the ring and roller skate. So I'm gonna have to change that now. You see. Great minds really think alike. That's exactly yeah. It's a great idea, but I'm gonna have to change it now. So you hear uh, this, Pritchard, fucking yeah. Donovan Spinkter. <laughs> if <laughs> if I see a wrestler coming on an NXT called Donovan Spinkter, I'm gonna freak out. I'm like, well, no, for sure. We're bitch, roller skates, yeah. That son of a bitch, <laughs> listen to our show. <laughs> I'm if, gonna have to go. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go with the Plan B rebooking now. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. See how this goes. Don, Donovan so, Spinkter was Plan A, obviously. You know that shows you how excited Bryce was to write this storyline is that he he knew that i would try to predict it and wrote a second part that's it yeah that, that's that's how the pros do it yeah he's actually written five different adam cole scenarios right for the the main roster and the wwe couldn't even think of one exactly well they could but i mean yeah also the, the, not great yeah. donovan sphincter one you know donovan sphincter yeah exactly but hey let's rebook adam cole in the main roster do it Remember to change his name to Donovan Sphincter. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. Um, well, I can't do that one anymore. It's Plan B, so Plan B now. <laughs> what was Donovan Sphincter's plan? Um, Put uh, the belt matter. on him. <laughs> Wrote, <laughs> Donovan Sphincter's fucking stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna make that Twitter account. <laughs> just replying to everyone's tweets saying put, put the belt on Donovan Spinkter <laughs> follow like all the, the wrestling guys yeah. you know just the big wrestling journalists yeah. Alex Steve Meltzer and shit like put the belt on Donovan Spinkter put, put he's like the fuck <laughs> oh boy alright remind me about this tomorrow okay because I yes, do plan on yes. doing this alright that's it yeah get, get some free time so <laughs> oh boy alright so I thought it would be interesting kicking things off, working slightly from what WWE's plans were, because to be honest, part of it is kind of a good starting point. I'm talking about him being linked with Keith Lee, and I'd even go as far as making him Keith Lee's manager, because though it may seem outrageous, I think we can have some fun with that. Um, I'm not going to go as far as cutting the guy's hair, or changing his name to Leroy Boneworth, or Rich Vicknick, <laughs> or... Harry Andrews, or Adam Mudd, or oh, Burgood Ottoman, or Stumper Putin, or Daryl Punchbeef, or Daryl Punchbeef, or Ronnie Sanders, or Rip Trueheart, or Jude Godcock, or <laughs> Arvin Levesque, or Pubis Nobjis, or <laughs> Dewey Rugburn, or Gilligan Turdwater, or <laughs> Bag Slam Chest, or Stone Buttsteak. You catch my drift? Did you? Is this the whole rebooking? Just did listing you, names. Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> you, you made it seem like you didn't have any names when I came up with Donovan Sphincter, but it turns out you had more names than I ever imagined. That's plan A through Z of rebookings there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good stuff, uh, people. 
P.S. Thank you to the WWE developmental name generator for that one. Nice. <laughs> if you Google it, you get all these names and it gives you like a random, um, you know, NXT name. It's pretty cool. Oh, you, um, you didn't come up with them yourself? No, no, I didn't. Definitely didn't. No, that was all no. on that page. But yeah, he's uh, he's Adam Cole, baby, you know, and we're going to refer to him as such. Changing his name was a fucking stupid idea. Screw you, Pritchard. So Adam Cole, we're going to debut him as Keith Lee's manager. And Keith Lee, he's a, he's a doctor. So obviously that makes Adam Cole his nurse. And they're all going to cut their segments in a hospital. And they just kind of have like their own little comedy drama show, kind of like Scrubs, right? Um, I like the sign of this. I really yeah. do. I don't know where I got the inspiration for that from, but um, maybe not, though. Like, Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee's not a doctor. He's not the bear cat either. He's just Keith Lee because, as you proved last week, Dylan, that's all he needs to be. So, And we're not going to hype this or anything. We're just going to have Keith Lee coming out for a match on Raw one night. And let's say this is the September 6th Monday Night Raw from the FTX Arena in Miami, Florida. And we're making it this particular Raw because as Keith Lee walks out alone at first... He's going to beckon towards the curtain and out will walk Adam Cole in his home state. Not only his home state, but the state where he basically built his name in NXT as the leader of the Undisputed Era and became the longest reigning NXT champion in company history. So basically ensures that the crowd will immediately know who Adam Cole is. So he'll get a huge pop with a surprise appearance and instantly he's going to feel like a big deal, right? And on this night, Keith Lee... It's going to go up against a making kayfabe favourite, T-Bar. Hey, What is it? A bar that sells tea? Am I right? What yeah. happened to Slapjack, though? Well, nothing happened to Slapjack. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. I was I was worried there for a second. He's okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's all right. That's yeah. a close one. Not a Slapjack. In all seriousness, um, Keith Lee versus T-Bar, formerly Donovan Dejak, because they'd have a fucking rocking match, uh, as they've had several times in the past. And with T-Bar is his tag team partner, Mace. So... Mace and Adam Cole, they're at ringside here. Keith Lee and Adam Cole are clearly the babyfaces, basically. The strong babyface act. And Keith Lee's going to win the match. But after the match, Mace is going to roll in and start beating Keith Lee up. Well, our boy Adam Cole isn't going to fucking stand for that. Adam Cole rolls up his sleeves, because he's wearing sleeves. He gets into the ring and he's ready to take on Mace. But before he can do anything... Keith Lee picks Mace up for a big spirit bomb as Mace and T-Bar exit the ring. Adam Cole didn't get a chance to do anything physical. The crowd boo, probably, because they wanted to see a Panama Sunrise or, or, or something from Adam Cole, right? Because they know Adam Cole can wrestle. He could have taken out that Mace fellow easily. It's a damn shame that he wasn't able to get into the ring on time, right? And well, we're going to make that a theme. So every week... Keith Lee and Adam Cole, clear babyfaces, are going to come out and Keith Lee is going to face one half of a no-good heel duo in a singles match with Adam Cole as his manager. Maybe one week it's AJ Styles and Omos. Maybe one week it's Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Maybe one week it's Jinder Mahal with Vera or Shanky. Um, sorry, Shanky? Shanky? Sorry, I meant Shanky. Um, of course, every time Keith Lee is going to get the victory and every time there's going to be a post-match assault on Keith Lee and every time... Adam Cole gets into the ring and just as he's about to hit a move or attack the enemy, Keith Lee is going to get the better of the bad guy and hit them with a spirit bomb or something. So it's the ultimate wrestling blue balls, right? We want to see Adam Cole clean fucking house like the badass awesome wrestler we know he is. But every time it gets so close and every time it's taken away from us, it's agonizing. It's clearly having an effect on Adam Cole as well because after each week... He's just looking a little bit more pissed off than last time. 
And like I say, this starts at the beginning of September. So, and that's going to continue for three to four weeks, right up until, oh, I don't know, the 2021 WWE draft on October 4th, uh, Monday Night Raw, because on this show, we're going to find out that Keith Lee, he's staying on Monday Night Raw, but Adam Cole is going to Friday Night SmackDown. By this point, the crowd will be giving Cole bigger and bigger reactions the more he's kept away from actually wrestling. So when it's announced that he and Lee are going to be splitting as a duo, of course it gets a big pop. And later that night, Keith Lee has got another singles match, and this time against um, Apollo Crews and his bodyguard, Commander Aziz. And the same thing happens. Keith Lee wins. Commander Aziz hits the ring, tries to beat down Keith Lee. Keith Lee prevails, hits him with a spirit bomb, just as Adam Cole was getting in the ring. Except on this occasion, Keith Lee is going to turn around, he's going to see Adam Cole standing on the second rope, and he's going to eat a Panama sunrise from Adam Cole. And dude, I swear to you, the place would go fucking crazy for this. I swear to God, bro. I bro, I these marks, bro. Are, Listen, are, bro. Are, all right, gonna, bro. We're going to freak out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close brackets, Russo. Um. Finally, Adam Cole, super pissed off at Keith Lee for constantly stealing his thunder, has had enough, and he snapped, hitting his client with a Panama sunrise. And maybe Keith Lee wasn't stealing Cole's thunder intentionally, but Adam Cole doesn't fucking care. He's Adam Cole, and he wants his moment. And after he hits the move, we're going to bring out badass heel Adam Cole as he talks trash to Keith Lee as he's laying on the mat. Then he's going to walk away, because from this point forward, he's on SmackDown and shouldn't have to care about any of this shit. That's not to say we're not going to pick it up later, though, so maybe I remember this for later in the story. But on the 8th of October, Friday Night SmackDown, Adam Cole is going to make his official SmackDown debut. And he's going to come out to his Undisputed Era theme, get a, a super loud Adam Cole baby chant, or Dominic Spinkter chant. Um, so I had to scribble that part out uh, as he gets a microphone and addresses the live crowd and in his promo he's going to do a, a kind of semi-shoot on some of the stuff that may have come out in the dirt sheets over the last while you know he's just going to outright acknowledge that WWE didn't want to bring him up to the main roster to wrestle they just wanted him to manage Keith Lee and Adam is a company man so he said you know what I'll do it if it's what's best with the company but as each week passed, it started to dawn on Adam Cole that the reason they wanted to keep him as a manager and not as an active ring talent is because WWE management are afraid of what Adam Cole can do to all the superstars. Adam Cole, longest reigning NXT champion of all time. Adam Cole, leader of the most devastating faction in NXT history. Got a lot of accolades, but hey... He's not six foot six and two hundred seventy pounds, so WWE didn't want him showing up these superstars, right? And this is the exact promo he needs to cut because at this point in real life, I imagine a lot of people will be pissed off that he hasn't signed with AEW. Um, let's just be honest. You know, they're fully set up to expect WWE to waste them, and in real life, they probably fucking would, but not in this story. In this story, we're going to have Adam Cole blur the lines of kayfabe and reality, and he's going to rebel and do whatever the fuck he wants. We're not done though, because before Adam Cole finishes his promo, he turns towards the announcer's desk and stares SmackDown's lead announcer, Michael Cole, directly in the eye. And he's going to say, let me tell you something else about WWE management. They wanted me to change my name. They wanted the longest reigning NXT champion to change their name because of you. 
Michael Cole. And Adam Cole, he exits the ring. He walks over to the announce desk as Michael Cole stands up, clearly a bit perturbed by this man advancing on upon him. Adam Cole still has a microphone in his hand and he asks Michael Cole, what have you ever done? And Michael Cole, he's trying to deflect things, you know, he's, he's all like, Adam, I'm so sorry, but I had nothing to do with that. It wasn't me who asked him to change your name. But Adam isn't believing it. This is a kind of, it's a dominance thing now, more than genuine interest in the truth. Adam Cole says, I asked you a question, but what have you ever done? What have Michael, you ever done? Michael Cole's like, I had a, res- a match at WrestleMania and I won. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah. Um, so Michael Cole, <laughs> Michael Cole stays silent. So Adam Cole drops a microphone on the desk and grabs the commentator by the throat. However, it doesn't grab him for long because Michael Cole's broadcast partner breaks it up immediately by putting himself in the middle of the two men. And Dylan, are you aware of who Michael Cole's co-commentator was in SmackDown in 2021? Uh, yes, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yeah. Are you aware of the history between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee? Yes, I am now. You said it. Yeah. Corey Graves? What the fuck? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, yep. it's all coming back now. Yep, yep. <laughs> for for those who don't know and maybe don't watch NXT, like Pat McAfee. He's a former American football player, um, podcaster, sports analyst, etc., who also happens to be a, big, be a big pro wrestling fan. And from 2018 onwards, Pat McAfee started appearing on NXT pre-show panels, giving his thoughts about the, the matches of the night, being basically a pundit. However, in 2020, Pat McAfee got into a little rivalry, 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 rivalry with one Adam Cole on NXT. And that culminated in a match between the two at NXT TakeOver XXX, sexy, and what was Pat McAfee's first pro wrestling match. And you know what? Arguably, it was, I don't know if you saw it, Dylan, but it was yeah. one of the better wrestler versus non-wrestler matches in history. Um, I agree. Yeah. I it was, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, a bloody I, good match. Yeah. we've seen some pretty shocking non-wrestlers coming in. Mm. And then mm. sometimes you see some, sometimes you see a non-wrestler come in and he looks like, he looks good, but he's only really doing a couple of spots that he ran over, and like, you know, they yeah, do that like fine. Garo, but Garo, for example, right? Yes, it's, even yeah. even Bad Bunny when he came in, he did a couple of spots, yeah, and he didn't exactly, look terrible. Exactly. But he wasn't like he wasn't really working a match, you know what I mean? Yeah. But fucking this Pat McAfee comes in. That was a match. It's like a 13, 14 minute match. Yeah, um, like it was know, a proper so, match. He did a really good job. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And then you know, it's a bloody good match that like, he got a lot of praise from basically every kind of wrestling media outlet. And basically after that, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee went on to feud for a little bit longer in NXT. So there's some history there, right? And anyway, back to the segment. Pat McAfee has put himself between his co-worker Michael Cole and his past nemesis Adam Cole. And he grabs a microphone from his desk and says to Adam, I swear to God I had this fucking written down, Michael Cole here has a victory at WrestleMania. What do you got, tough guy? (laughs) Everybody remembers it. That's it, yeah. And obviously that'll get some booze because it's fucking true, you know? Yes. (laughs) But Adam Cole retorts, you know, what do I got? At TakeOver last year... I drove your head into the mat, Pat. And I'll do it again if you don't do the smart thing and stand down. And of course, Pat McAfee doesn't stand down. And what do you know? A big old brawl erupts between the two of them. 
They brawl all around ringside and it culminates in Adam Cole hitting the Panama Sunrise on Pat McAfee on the exposed concrete underneath the ringside mats. So basically driving his head into concrete. And if you don't know what the Panama Sunrise is, you know, it's, it's just like a, it's like a Canadian destroyer kind of like power driver thing, I think. You can kind of describe it as. Yeah. And- yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's that one's a tricky one to explain too. But yeah, yeah. that's a kind of yeah, some it's some kind of pile driver maneuver. Yeah, fl- flippy pile driver. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, flippy um, pile but, driver. Yeah. yeah. So Pat McAfee basically dead. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Cole then goes over to Michael Cole and threatens him, saying, "If I ever hear you refer to yourself as anything other than just Michael, the same thing's gonna happen to you." And Adam Cole walks away leaving behind a medical team who are attending to Pat McAfee. And and listen, I know going after the commentator is very much cheap heat, but this makes sense at least. Um, there's yeah. a big history between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, and we ain't done yet anyway. So Next week on SmackDown, Michael Cole is going to open the show solo, announcing himself rather uncomfortably as not Michael Cole, but as just Michael. There's no Pat McAfee there tonight. Not after getting his head driven into the concrete by Adam Cole. I mean, come on. So, yes, just Michael is calling the show solo tonight. And later in the night, we're going to have Adam Cole come out for a match against, like, some dudes who WWE don't care about, basically. Um, fuck it, Chad Gable. <laughs> um, as depressing as that is. It doesn't matter who, though, because this match is all about shining up Adam Cole nice and good. And during the match, Cole's going to bring Gable to the outside of the ring. And while he's beating him up, he's going to join just Michael on commentary briefly, you know? Just, like, taking the piss out of him, you know, where's your partner? You know, did he call in sick today? A little bit of a headache, you know, being a being a dick, basically. Then he's going to roll Gable back into the ring and win the match for the Panama Sunrise. And next week, the intro to the show is the same. Michael Cole announcing himself as just Michael, a stark reminder that Adam Cole's presence is felt all over SmackDown right from the very start. And Adam Cole's going to come out for a match, but as he waits for his opponent in the ring, attacking him from behind is nothing other than Pat McAfee with a steel chair. Pat McAfee wails on Adam Cole with a steel chair, forcing him out of the ring and chases him all the way up the entrance ramp before Cole escapes. Pat McAfee is back and he's very pissed off about Adam Cole driving his head into concrete. Perhaps understandably. Um, and Pat McAfee goes back to the commentary desk. He says hello to his friend, making sure to call him Michael Cole and starts talking all the trash in the world about Adam Cole, baby. And now we've got a show coming up, perfectly timed too. So this little altercation leads on to a match at everyone's favourite blood money pay-per-view, Crown Jewel emanating from Saudi Arabia. And it'll be Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee too. Their second match after the NXT TakeOver one last year and we'll make it a no DQ match as well to up the stakes. And we get to Crown Jewel and of course we're clearly having Adam Cole win this one. It's basically a showcase for him against a guy who he had a pretty damn good match with last time, Pat McAfee. And of course eyes are going to be drawn to this because it's Adam Cole's pay-per-view debut. On top of that, there'll be a bit of intrigue brought on by Pat McAfee's first match in a long time too, and everyone loves a no-DQ match as well. So anyway, Adam Cole wins with a Panama Sunrise onto a chair or something. The point is, Adam Cole gets a big win on pay-per-view. But now where do we go with Adam Cole? We ain't slowing down. We've barely barely got started with this booking, so I've still got plenty I can do with Mr. Adam Cole here, and I've not even cut his hair yet or changed his name. You know, it's almost as if he's an incredibly versatile performer, which makes it really easy to come up with fun stories. Yeah, but it's even easier to change his name to something stupid, though. 
Don, Don, Donovan sphincter, yeah. Yeah, see, it's lots of fun. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Like a sphincter should. So, anyway, so, wait a minute. <laughs> so, move on from that one. Move on from that one. Uh, so, where do we go now? The pay-per-view just after Blood Money Crown Jewel is Survivor Series, which is perfect because we're going to slot Adam Cole right into Team SmackDown. And I mean, at the time of recording, we're only really going back a month or so ago now, but do you remember how WWE revealed this year's Survivor Series teams? Uh, by fireworks. Not by fireworks. Actually, <laughs> less interesting than that. They, how did they do it? They probably just announced it, right? They literally did it through fucking Twitter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hours and hours of television showtime to fill each fucking week, and yeah. they decide to announce Survivor Series teams through Twitter. Yeah. That's it's good... laughable, dude. It's laughable. Like, no qualifying matches, no team captains choosing their teammates, no drama, you know, just a fucking tweet with like images of the teams. And like they wonder why Survivor Series is a fucking dead concept and nobody cares about the brand warfare match. It's fucking brutal, mate, honestly. Mm. Well, they don't seem to care much either. Yeah, they don't care much exactly. They don't give a shit. So, but but I do. And that's why I'm booking this shit. So anyway, we, we always say making kayfabe. We, we tried to use the tools that were available at the time. So I guess we're going to do the same thing here. WWE are going to announce the Survivor Series teams for Raw versus SmackDown. And on Team SmackDown is our boy, Adam Cole, along with four other people who are actually on the SmackDown team, which is Drew McIntyre, King Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus. I missed out Baron Corbin because fuck Baron Corbin. You don't like Baron Corbin? Dude, please. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin with his fucking hat. He's so happy. I, I liked Baron Corbin, I did, when he was in NXT, when he was like the fucking, he had the cool entrance music, he had the cool look, he was like squashing dudes in 10 seconds. Yeah. He's not like that now. I, I'll be honest with you, dude, I actually like the happy Corbin thing, because, I think because it's so, it's so strange, right? It's so not what he used to be. Yeah. It's him out here, like, with suspenders for some reason, and he's skipping around with his new hat and his new friend and stuff, and it's such a strange, like, it's so strange. It's surreal. It's yeah. surreal. But yeah. he's also, like, totally into it. You yeah. Know what I mean? He's not, like, because sometimes when you hear his old promos, he's, I say he sounded, like, really wooden and he was half-assing it, but he seems like he's having fun just being a, a, a crazy boy, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why. Crazy boy. You know what I mean? There's, there's something yeah. about it. If he's if he's having a good time, fair play. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. But I I don't. I mean, he's happy. I don't watch. Let him, I don't let watch enough happy. to judge, man. Like, I don't know. Like, but let yeah, I, I I prefer Hillbilly Corbin. That's my favorite. Yes. Well, obviously, I mean, who doesn't prefer that? You know. Yeah. That's that's another that's another story for another day. But um, and on the raw side of things, we're gonna have um, in fact, no, let, let's not review that yet. Actually, it's it's not a problem just now. So. In the few weeks between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, we're going to see Adam Cole making a, a strong play for Team Captain. Even though there were no Team Captain spots really this year, it was just five guys versus five guys with a loose kind of like brand supremacy storyline staple to it. And I, I don't want to go on another rant here about WWE's shitty booking, but the point yeah. is Adam Cole is working hard to try and bring his team together, acting like the, the fearless leader who will guide his troops into battle at Survivor Series. And the problem is, nobody's buying it, so he has to convince them, right? So over the next few weeks, it's quite a basic story, but remember, we're building Adam Cole slowly here. You know, we don't need a big moment 
we don't need big moment after big moment every fucking week. Um, it would just become a mess, um, and it'd be harder and harder to top each week. So here's what we're going to do for the next while, just to at least try and build some team togetherness for Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. We're going to have a series of tag team and six-man matches where Adam Cole is teaming with various members of his team. So, you know, maybe it's Adam Cole and Drew McIntyre versus Alpha Academy one week, or maybe it's um, you've got Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy, and King Woods versus... Ray, Dominic, and Cesaro, I don't know. Um, but you catch my drift. Like, they're, they're winning matches as smaller units of this team, which means that when they finally combine forces all together as a Survivor Series, they're going to be ready to steamroll Team Raw. And all through this, Adam Cole is cutting promos about how, how he led the most formidable faction in NXT history, the Undisputed Era. Every single week, he's mentioning it. And we're seeing segments of like Drew McIntyre talking to Jeff Hardy, like taking the piss out of who Adam Cole's always mentioning his past glories. And the general consensus within the rest of the team is clearly that nobody sees Adam Cole as their actual captain, but they appreciate his enthusiasm and he's a strong hand to have at Survivor Series. So Cole is clueless though. You know, he just keeps persisting. Undisputed era, undisputed era, undisputed era. Bear that in mind, but we're planting seeds here. Anyway, Survivor Series rolls around. It's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown, consisting of Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus and Adam Cole. And Team Raw, consisting of Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley and surprise member Keith fucking Lee. Because WWE have totally not released him by this point because they surely wouldn't be dumb enough to do that. So yes, Keith Lee. You mean Doctor Keith Lee? As Doctor Keith Lee to you, yeah, like, exactly. Like if they're not if they're not going to be dumb enough to release him, they will still be dumb enough to give him a shitty gimmick. <laughs> yes, it is true. Yeah, Bear, Bearcat probably Keith Lee at this point. Yeah, Doctor Bearcat. Yeah, it's a little Bearcat and a little Doctor's outfit. It's cute. Rar. Yeah. Rar. Rar exactly. Yeah. Rar. But yeah, Adam Cole and Keith Lee in the same match. So it was about six weeks ago or so now, and um, Adam Cole hit the Panama Sunrise and Keith Lee, and then fucked off to SmackDown with no repercussions. So here comes the repercussions. You know, Keith Lee. It's been waiting for this moment for a while. It's time for revenge. And honestly, Keith Lee will get his revenge in this match because, yeah, basically, d- during the match, I'd have Adam Cole and Keith Lee go up against one another and, yeah, I'd have Keith Lee get the elimination and Adam Cole. I mean, it's just common sense at this point, basically. Like Adam Cole, he got one over on Keith Lee. It's Keith Lee's turn to get one over on Adam Cole because we're not going to bury Keith Lee, for fuck's sake. We're not going to give my doctor gimmick or anything. So, what? yeah. So, <laughs> Keith Lee eliminates Adam Cole with a spirit bomb during the match. But Team SmackDown go on to win the match overall. So, Adam Cole can still brag about, you know, how he was in the winning team kind of thing, right? Um, and then, yeah, down the line, um, they're on different brands at the moment. But down the line, you've got the Adam Cole-Keith Lee rematch at some point. So, yeah, building to the future there. Anyway, there, there's a couple more things that we need to do before we kind of wrap this story up. So... On the SmackDown after Survivor Series, Adam Cole is going to come out and cut a promo. And he's going to talk about how, once again, he has led a team to glory. First the Undisputed Era, then Team SmackDown. He has leadership qualities beyond his years. So he's decided that it's time to continue this run of form. Adam Cole announces that he's going to pull together a new faction, which is going to lead to glory on Friday Night SmackDown. And he's getting close to announcing who this new faction is, and then all of a sudden, his entrance music plays. And of course, Adam Cole is all like, you know, 
be the fuck called for this. You know, I'm not done yet. I'm just about to announce the new members of my stable, goddammit. Somebody is surely getting fired for this one. But in a shocking twist, it is Adam Cole's music playing. But it's not just he who uses that music. To Adam Cole's absolute shock and horror, he looks up to the stage and sees Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong walking out. The undisputed era. And like, this clearly wasn't part of the plan. Adam Cole's facial expression reveals that he was he was not expecting this at all. And as O'Reilly, Fish and Strong walk down to the ring, they don't seem too pleased with their former leader. You know, their facial expressions show disdain and loathing. So something's not right here. And they get into the ring and the music dies down and Adam Cole, you know, he, he tries to act like he's happy to see them. You know, hey guys, it's great to see you. And it must have been bumps since we last talked, huh? You know, how, how have you been? But Kyle O'Reilly just rips the microphone out of his hand and right away he tells Adam Cole to shut up. Just shut up, Adam. And with Strong and Fish having his back, he's got a few things to say to Adam Cole, namely this little script right here. So here's what O'Reilly says. So this is what they call the main roster, huh? This is where the superstars are. You know, the superstars like you, Adam Cole, and haven't you done so much since coming here? You were on Monday Night Raw. You were on Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, truly. A lot of success has come your way since you left NXT. Must feel really good to have all that success. And it's crazy that all it took was completely screwing your friends over. You see, let me fill you people in on something that Adam has been too self-centred to mention yet. When Adam Cole got the call to go up to the main roster, he was given two offers. Offer one, go to Monday Night Raw and associate with Keith Lee. And offer two, go to Friday Night Smackdown and bring the Undisputed Era with you. And Adam, he let me, Bobby, Roddy know about these options and he assured us, oh dudes, don't worry about it. Of course I'm going to pick option two. You guys are my buddies. I wouldn't leave you after all, the, all we've accomplished together. Bull crap. We never heard from Adam again after he said that. Next thing we know, he's a Monday Night Raw playing second fiddle to Keith Lee. And that pissed us off, but not as much as Adam then making the move to SmackDown, once again snubbing the group who made him so successful in the first damn place. You see, Adam thinks he made the Undisputed Era, but Adam's wrong. The Undisputed Era made him. And well, it's so great that we're all here in this ring tonight because there's been a lot of unanswered phone calls and voicemails asking Adam to set the record straight here and explain everything. So, Adam, I'm going to pass the mic over to you and you're going to tell us what was going through your mind. The floor is yours, buddy. And Kyle O'Reilly pushes the mic into Adam Cole's chest. Adam Cole takes it and boy, does he look uncomfortable in this moment. He tries to keep his cool, smiling, acting like he's got a perfectly logical explanation. And then with all of the Undisputed Era and the live crowd ready to hear what he has to say, he lifts the microphone to his lips and says, Listen, fellas, I... <laughs> you see, the thing is, listen, if, if, you, if you just turn around at, at the screen behind you, I'll be able to explain all of this. Please just turn around. So it sounds legit. <laughs> so the Undisputed Era turn around and they're blindsided by Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. 
aka Imperium, who some listeners may recognise from NXT. Iker and Barthel beat down Fish and Strong while Adam Cole whacks Kyle O'Reilly with the microphone. Then the mugging begins. You know, Adam Cole, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel are beating down the undisputed era, something fierce, kicking their asses in the middle of the ring, all thanks to the sneak attack. And when they're done beating them down, Adam Cole gets back on the mic. He checks that it's working after he cracked Kyle O'Reilly over the head with it. And then he says into the microphone, You think I screwed you guys over? Well, maybe, I guess. But let me tell you guys something. You're saying that you made me? That is wrong. I plucked you guys from obscurity. I led you to championship gold and all the glory in the world. So haven't I earned the right to do something for myself? Let's be honest. You guys would have just got in my way no matter what option I chose. And you're proving that now. You're proving that you're nothing but trouble. A ball and chain strapped to my damn ankle like you have been for the last four years. You guys might need me these days, but I don't need you because these two men beside me, they are exactly what I need to reach the next level. Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, Eichner, two quintessential athletes who haven't even reached their damn prime yet. There are great things coming from these men and under my tutelage, they and I will become the greatest force to hit the WWE since the Undisputed Era. Screw the Undisputed Era, screw you guys, and screw all of you watching right now. The Undisputed Era is dead, but the Imperium Era, that's just begun. And Adam Cole, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel go to leave the ring, but just before they do, Adam Cole turns back. And he says, hey Kyle, Bobby, Roddy, NXT just called. They want their lackeys back. And then... The Imperium era, they leave the Undisputed Era bloody and beaten in the ring. And that is the perfect place to leave today's rebooking because holy shit, the feud you can make from this. Undisputed Era versus Imperium Era. Adam Cole going up against his former teammates along with his new teammates who, if you don't know, are just fucking quality wrestlers who deserve a lot more spotlight than they're currently getting. And my thinking is that Surely at day one, the next pay-per-view scheduled after the Survivor Series, you're going to have some kind of six-man tag match there, Undisputed Era versus Imperium Era. You can have so much fun leading up to that. And, like, I don't even want to give too much away because I mentioned it to you, Dylan, but, you know, you know how in the past you've hinted that you've been interested in writing a part two for some episodes. Like, well, in fact, you did, actually. You did the end of your part two a couple of seasons ago. But this is something I'd be really interested in writing a part two for because honestly I've got a lot more I can do with this story and it's just baffling that WWE wanted to do all the shit with Adam Cole when you could just do the simplest thing to get him over and so yeah I guess listeners if you want to hear a part two of this booking let us know tweet us instagram us do your thing because if you want it I'll make it maybe in season six or seven or something you know and just to um just to wet your whistle a little bit more as well, there is one crucial piece of the story that we're missing here right now. And so t- tell me this, Dylan. Adam Cole is recruited Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Yes. Who's missing? Oh, I believe that would be your dog, Walter. My dog, Walter, exactly. So fucking Walter, the ring general, you know, the big boy is going to be pissed off that Adam Cole pokes his stablemates away because Walter, of course, is, or was the leader of Imperium before Cole intervened. And let me tell you, I've been reading a lot of reports lately about how Walter may just be open to working more in America due to a change in his personal life. So 
does that mean that Walter would accept a SmackDown contract, perhaps? You know, do we see the confrontation between Walter and Adam Cole? And what about Eichner and Bartel? You know, I'm sure Walter will have a lot to make of this new Imperium era that he's been kept out of. And anyway, man, like I swear I could I could go on for fucking hours. Uh, I really enjoyed writing this story, but it must end now. Our listeners, they, they've got lives they need to get on with. So that's my rebooking of Adam Cole and the main roster. What do you think? Can I just say that if Walter does come to the main roster, he will be renamed Happy Walter. Happy Walter. <laughs> he will be skipping down to the ring. He will be playing second fiddle to Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> you know that this is exactly what they're going to do, right? We can, we can see it all coming. You're like, they, they don't surprise us anymore. No, you know? yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I guarantee season season six is going to be a Walter reboot, yeah. I think, because like he's, yeah. he's between season five and season six, they're going to bring him up and they're going to fuck everything up. That's probably what's well, going like, to happen. Season six starts off and we're like, well, we're going to talk about the recently released Walter, you know, like <laughs> Pritchard, if yeah. you're listening to this, if you fire Walter, we're going to come to your house and yeah. just mess up your flower bed. We'll do it. We've done it before. What you, I can you see it happening as well, dude. Yeah. I can see it happening. It's the sad, it's the saddest thing. But it's I mean, Walter, if Walter leaves WWE, he's got a fucking booking anywhere in the world, basically. Anywhere in the world, literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about Walter in the Walter episode, which, like yeah. Bryce alluded to, is probably around the corner. Mm. But so, what's really good about this storyline is that you've done, you've like pretty much entirely focused on one thing, which is the one thing that WWE repeatedly, time and time again can't seem to be able to figure out how to do which is to utilize their fucking NXT guys on the main mm. roster like all the way through this you've got Keith Lee and Adam Cole and you're establishing a feud between those two guys like that that wasn't just like a one and done thing you you, you built it up to Survivor Series and you could tell that it could go on like it could re-emerge again in the future right yeah see, see what it, happens when you plant seeds for things it's, yes uh, right you know, Makes it, sense. Makes good rebookings. Exactly. Team. You don't have to have the, the rematches all in one go. And you also, but you still have to have them, right? Like you're going to, you know that they're going to come along in the future. But mm. Then you also brought up the Undisputed Era. You brought up Imperium and teased the appearance of Walter. You took all of these guys who really were like the cornerstones of NXT. All, all of those guys, like we even saw the Undisputed Era versus... Um, Imperium at some point on. Uh, yeah, we did actually. I forgot about that. They've, they've wrestled before. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it was just like the one match, and like, well, wouldn't that be a great like? That's like a fucking six month feud, you know? Like that's a that's a long ass feud you could do with that. And yeah. if you bring it up to the main roster and you add that interesting choice of like having Adam Cole as the leader of Imperium instead of the leader of the on the speeder, you're adding a little bit of like. You know, it's it's fresh now. It's something different. Mm. You know, and it's still what people want to see. But but there's there's elements of it that are different, and it's not just like a by the numbers thing. You know, you you've given people twists and turns and surprises, but also given them kind of what they want, which is to watch these two teams beat the shit out of each other. Yes. You know, and also as we established, you didn't put Happy Corbin in there at all. So <laughs> you're pretty much giving people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Except me, who loves Happy Corbin. You somehow randomly love Happy Corbin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but you can see why he'd be like right up my street, right? It just it stands out so much. It's such a strange gimmick. 
But I mean, you you hate strange gimmicks, fucking Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. You didn't like that at all, right? But th- that's because that was that that wasn't a strange gimmick. That was just nothing. There was no wrestling involved. But you're that's, absolutely that's right. That's a whole but other I mean, thing. Yeah, we'll get into that's that. That's a whole other thing. But the you're point is, right. like, you make Adam Cole the focal point of the thing, while also showing off the other guys in NXT and using them all strongly. Yeah, exactly. You know? So not just do you get Adam Cole in the main roster here, like you say, you get an all, un- all undisputed era up to Freshman, for example, but you've got Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, you've eventually got Walter coming in probably at some point, mm. you know, um, just so much can be going on here. And like at the same time, like a booking's not just like making him win every time as well. Like obviously he lost the Lee at Survivor Series, which is fine. And that can happen. And like that, that builds something for later. Um, you know, the seeds are sowed with uh, Undisputed Era and Walter coming in. So like, as long as you're building shit, um, then you, you can just go on forever and ever. And like, that's what I kind of, that, that's the point I came, I came to realize where I just had to stop writing because like this episode is going to go on for fucking hours if I don't stop, you know? So very much, um, yeah, we'd love to do a part two of this. Uh, maybe next season we'll see. Let, let us know, Kay Faber, if you want to hear that. That. but yeah i had a I had a fucking blast writing this dude yes it was very good needs needs more donovan spinkter though needs more donovan spinkter but i mean that that that, that was plan a and you ruined it by yes. you know by, by talking about it with his roll and stuff so yeah well, i can't I'm, i can't I'm, then go and rebook that you know so if there's one thing i'm good at it's ruining rebookings <laughs> give yourself some credit speaking of me ruining things Oh yeah, let's do let's do let's do something that you're you're really good at ruining. So <laughs> <laughs> let's play Kefir Tombola. Hooray! Hey Dylan, knock knock. Oh, who's there? It's the Making Cafe Patreon page. Oh wow, the Making Cafe Patreon page. Where I can get exclusive Megan Cave fantasy rebookings on people like Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Tajiri, and Mickey James, all for a low, low price? That's absolutely correct, Dylan. And hey, this isn't even a knock knock joke anymore. It's a filthy plug. But fuck it, we'll keep it brief. So. Loads of cool shit is happening on our Patreon page, folks. We've got 11, nearly 12 exclusive rebookings up there for the low, low price of £5 or US dollars And. And if you subscribe to the 10 Pine Sexy Awesome tier, you'll get to hear Dylan booking the gobbledygooker under the Phenom gimmick this month, as well as me trying to book a successful gladiator gimmick in WWE in 2004. There's loads of cool stuff up there, and hey, there's lots more coming soon. So what are you waiting for? You waiting for a K-Vape to bowl or something? Because you're going to get that. <laughs> but also, get yourself signed up to the Making K-Vape page. And listen to all these awesome rebookings right now. And then also come back to this episode and listen to the, the Cafe and Dabola. It's very important. So, yeah. Are you at the door or not? I don't know. Uh, not- it's it's kind of like how you left me in the waiting room last week. You know, it's yeah. just the nurse, the nurse brought I me in. Just, so. I just, just leave I'm in, in your the house. Room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. still in the waiting room. <laughs> still, still waiting, man. He's fucking, fucking NHS, man, honestly. You're like, I'm really sick. <laughs> It's time for Kayfair Zambola, and if you haven't listened to Making Kayfair before... Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. Fucking, fucking Conrad. Richard. <laughs> oh, boy. It's basically the greatest game of all time. Um, it's essentially 60 seconds of wrestling-based improv, which is prompted by suggestions from our listeners. So 
You see our listeners send us in four random wrestlers, number one to four, and four wacky scenarios letter day to D. And the Making Kayfabe co-host, which is Dylan today, will pick a random number-letter combination, which he's very good at. And mm. with the letter-number combination, we're going to reveal what wrestler and scenario he has to book. And then he has 60 seconds-ish to improve, to improvise the greatest wrestling storyline of all time. And this week's Tombola has been sent in by Flash Jimenez on Twitter. That's Flash underscore Jimenez, one of our long-term listeners, which I want to thank him for. But I also want to thank him for these excellent submissions because you're going to have fun with this one today, Dylan. Um, it's, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good one. So anyway, give me a number between one and four and a letter between A and D and let's see who you got. Whenever you say it's a good one, it usually means it's a good one for you. Yeah, it'll be, inter- be entertaining for me to hear. Yeah, that, that's the main be, reason. Yeah. It'll be fun to listen to. But it might not be fun to improvise for 60 seconds. But you know what? We'll find out as I go for my my classic, the, the good old tried and tested, the Dudley Boys. We're going 3D. 3D, the Dudley pick. Dudley and boys. fucking hell, this is going to be fucking brilliant. All right. Do, do I know who you didn't get? Yes, sir. All right. So you could have got Elias. Okay. You didn't get Elias. Happy Elias. Happy Elias, didn't get Happy Elias. Okay. You could have got Mr. Kennedy. Okay, ha- happy Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. There we go. Uh, <laughs> bring you back to, that you have, you have to do it, you have to do it. <laughs> have to do it, you can't not, you can't not. Yeah. Um, you could have got Harley Race. Oh, okay. You didn't get Harley Race. I think you're going to like who you got. Is it you Happy got, Corbin? It's not Happy Corbin. It's uh, the next best thing. Uh-oh. It's Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Yeah, you like Bam Bam Bigelow, right? I do like Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. You happy about that? Yeah. Well, Wait, wow. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> happy to get Bam Bam. I don't know how happy I am to, for the rest of it. <laughs> so you could have got. <laughs> you could have got Bam Bam Bigelow has a maniac who thinks a meteor is going to end the world gimmick. Okay, I can make that work. You didn't. You didn't get that one. You could have had Bam Bam Bigelow having a feud with Shane O'Mac because of a wallet. Okay, I can make that work. You could have got the finals. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow makes the finals of a tournament in Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, I could easily make that work. But <laughs> I'm gonna fucking love this one. You got that one. You got Bam Bam Bigelow. Manages the oh. second version of the Mantar. Okay. Remember the Mantar? Bigly. Little fucking cow heads. Yeah. 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 So Bam Bam Bigelow is gonna gonna manage Mantar. Okay. But this is the second version of Mantar. Is it, so you're right. It's the second version of Mantar. So who's wait, it gonna wait, be? Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Yeah. Let me just get my time frame correct. When was Mantar around? Oh, early 90s, surely, wasn't it? Around the time so. Bamba Bigelow was there, actually, I think. Yeah. Surely, yeah. Weren't they? So, this, so the second version would come after second that. Version. So we're talking like, like Prime Attitude Era? Yeah, Attitude Era Mantar. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was in, in the WWF in... Uh, yeah, 94, 95, which, yeah, was pretty much when... Bam, that Bam, was Big- when Bam Bam was in there, yeah. Well, in fact, according to... <laughs> this might help you. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, I've just read here, in his final televised WWF match, Mantar lost to Bam Bam Bigelow as a oh. part of a push to enhance the popularity of Bigelow as a babyface. So, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's going to get him over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he beat, beat the cow. 
<laughs> the do whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> whatever the fuck. So now he has the man. Okay, I got this. So that does a little bit of inspiration for your book in there, yeah. So wow, I got I got a plan. So tell you what, don't you 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 ready to rock? Yes, I am. Yep. You've got sixty seconds. I'm not got a timer yet. Actually, hold on. Um, just do, do we do the fucking timer? We do we do, yeah, we, do, we do fucking two minutes anyway. But yeah, I mean, we'll just, do, we'll just guess. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Dylan, you've got sixty seconds ish to tell us all about Bam Bam Bigelow managing the second version of the Mantar, and you're gonna tell me all about that in three, two, one. Take the bull by the horns. So like you said, Mantar and Bama Bigelow were in the WWE rap at the same time in the early 90s. But then after that, at some point, Bama Bigelow went to ECW uh, in the later 90s. So we're going to go in ECW and Bam Bam is a heel. So he's going to be like healing it up, you know, and, and everybody hates the WWE. So he's going to be like, no, only am I going to reference the WWE, but I'm going to bring back one of the worst gimmicks in the <laughs> WWE to really get that ECW crowd like pissed off. He's like, it's Mantar. So a guy comes out. He's wearing a fucking bull helmet or whatever and a face mask and shit. He's like covered in hair. He's like, it's Mantar, baby. So me and Mantar are going to go straight to the top. You, you you like Raven? You like Taz? Get the fuck out of here. It's Mantar, baby. <laughs> so everybody so he fucking hates him, right? They're all pissed. And this goes on for months and months and months. And like they're getting like epic heat because everybody hates it. And also, it's a total waste of Bam Bam Bigelow. So everybody's super fucking angry with this. And it goes on for like three years, right? My mom doesn't wrestle the match. All he does is fucking look after Mantor. And then at some point, eventually, they have to have a you know an end point. So um, uh, at some point, Bam Bam's like, "Yeah, Mantor is great," and he turns around and Mantor uh, spears him. Oh, spears Bam Bigelow, and he takes the fucking hood mask off. And who is it? Who is the Mantor? Who could it possibly be? Rhino. It's Rhino. Yeah. Fucking Rhino. So Rhino's like, I don't need this fucking goofy mask anymore. Fuck you, Bam Bam. And then now we have a Bam Bam Bigelow versus Rhino feud, which would be awesome. And then uh, ECW lives on for 17 more years, and everybody loves it. Yeah, I'm sold. Done. Uh, you add Rhino to any story, I'm sold. And yeah. that's fucking brilliant. It makes it actually like it's a. We, we sometimes take the piss with Keith Houston, but that's a fucking logical storyline. That one works. <laughs> yeah. That works really well. Yeah, yeah. legit. Because that would happen if, if you took like a, one of these like um, over-the-top early WWF, early 90s WWF characters to ECW, like the crowd would piss all over it and like they'd be pissed off. And then like having Rhino revealed, you know, Rhino, the guy who does the gore as, as a bull who spears Bam Bam Bigelow. That's genius. It all, that makes, all makes sense. sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. See? Wow. They see how gooey art booking Pritchard, you piece of shit. <laughs> Even when we're dicking about it's a, it's easy as pie. We can do this shit in our sleep and you get paid for that and you can't even do it right. Fuck you, buddy. Anyway. You too, Conrad. Yeah, fuck you. You don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. do any booking, but fuck you anyway. Fuck you too, yeah. You want another podcast to do? Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Huge, huge thanks to Flash Jimenez for that excellent Keep Thank Ruth you. and Bola submission. Fucking loved it, dudes. And... If you're listening to the show right now and you want to send in some wrestlers or scenarios and see what we come up with, do not hesitate to DM us at Making Cafe at Twitter or Instagram. You might even end up in this current season if you do it fast enough. So, yes. But hey, that was Cafe with Tambola. Let's wrap this shit up. That's the show, baby. And boy, did we have a blast in this episode of Making Cafe and... I kind of want to give a special shout out to everybody who's listened to us through 2021. You know, 
Dylan, you know we got our Spotify wrapped recently for podcasters, and it's pretty fucking badass to see stats like total listeners going up by 500%, over 100 people listening to us more than any of our podcast, even seeing how many people listen to us on their birthday. It's such cool stuff, man. And yeah, we've only got you guys to thank. And, you know, we don't do it enough, but we really fucking appreciate your support, guys. You rock. You make us very happy. We cry sometimes because of how happy we are. Well, I cry all the time, but that's a totally yeah. unrelated thing. Yeah, that's it. You, you cry all the time. I just cry sometimes. But, you know, you catch the drift. So thanks, guys, for everything. Um, appreciate your support. Um, we're on Twitter, at uh, Making Kayfabe. We're on Instagram, at Making Kayfabe. And if you've got episode suggestions, Kayfabe Tambola suggestions, or even you just want to say hi, just shoot us a message anytime. We always get back to messages. So, you know, we never leave anybody unread. So, yeah, get in touch and... A little five-star review on your favorite podcast app. That always helps. You know, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Hit subscribe. That helps us out in YouTube's funky algorithm thing. And and we've also got the Patreon page too. Patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. If you want to support us with your wallet and get some epic content back for it. And now, now that I remember, by the way, we've got a Walter rebooking on there, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, that was uh, Walter and Brock Lesnar in the same rebooking. How would that work out? Hmm. Happy so. Brock Lesnar. Happy Brock Lesnar, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Dylan, you're back next week with a, a rebooking in episode 8 of season 5. So, Dylan, yes. got any clues to what's coming up? Yes, I do. Would you like me to tell you what the clues are? Yes. Okay, I was just, just double-checking. <laughs> <laughs> I <Next>. wouldn't, I. <laughs> I've just asked you any I thought clues you were, I thought you, up. Don't I thought tell you me the clues. I thought day. we were just chatting, you know. But uh, uh, next week... As you said, Bryce, we've done an awful lot of rebookings about the WWE. So many that people would think we're anti-WWE. Mm. And that's possibly because we are. But <laughs> next week, we're going to be delving into the rare territory of the other companies. There are other wrestling companies other than the WWE. I mean, you could wow. even argue the WWE isn't even a wrestling company. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to go to different territory next week. Somewhere that we've very rarely touched upon in the past. Yeah. So I think it's going to be... Just once, right? Just once, I think. I yeah. think so. Well, don't don't give too much away. Uh, yeah. So there's going to we'll be... still get against the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. So some... Well, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to do this. This is, a, this is a real... This, <laughs> this is a real, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a deep cut. But it's one of those ones where you're like, man, it needs to happen. You know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Try to guess what it is. Send your your guesses to making kayfabe the Twitter page. Is it Bam Bam Bigelow managing Mantar on ECW? Yes. Yes. Happy days. I already well, I already rebooked that. Well, you, you did the full length rebooking now that you've done the 60 second version. Yeah, but pretty I much want some that... more twists and turns. I want some swerves, brother. Okay, but pretty much that that uh, tombola rebooking. But at some point they have a match underwater. Yeah, underwater. The underwater level of the huge, yeah, exactly. Yes. Makes sense. That's it. Done. All right. Well, it's going to be a good one. So, all right, folks, we're out of here. Thanks again for listening. You guys fucking rock. For Dylan and Bryce, we're making kayfabe. Goodbye, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.